0: You're listening to go Lisa podcast, and I am Lisa Waldron, We're talk about random things that affect me, my family, and you. So are you ready for this week's episode? Then go. Go and get your headsets, go and get a comfortable chair, sit back, relax, and here we go. On this, this happened, guys, let me tell you something. We have a, in my neighborhood, we have a... I guess like a, a neighborhood app, a neighborhood things where all the neighbors surrounding um, neighbors um, were all on this app. And the purpose of this app is to talk about things that's happening in the community, right? Um, So I can see the next county, the next city or whatever. Um, But basically, it's from my subdivision, you know, and surrounding, you know, the whole area that I live in. It's for stuff that's going on in the neighborhood. That's what I thought it was for, right? That's why it's called a something to do with the neighborhood app. (laughs) It's not the neighborhood neighborhood app, um, but it's something similar to that, right? You know, something around that. My whole point is that it's for things happening in the neighborhood. But you know what I noticed lately? Okay, at first when I joined, it's been out there for a while, but I joined late. I joined, I think this year or the ending of last year. I want to say it's early this year. I joined it, right? um, Because people have been having like break-ins or there's something suspicious going on in the neighborhood. That's what it's for, right? Um, But ever since I joined, I noticed that people are posting things on there like it is um, how, how, how is the best thing for me to explain it? They're posting things out there. Like it's the new version of Facebook. I think that's the easiest way for me to put it. Um, they're posting stuff about, Oh, so-and-so is sick. And, and, Oh, somebody died. And, and, but the latest guys is, you know, I get these alerts on my phone uh, every time somebody posts in, in my Pacific neighborhood, but the latest just confirm my suspicions. Okay. This, and, and also when you first join the app, you know, it tells, you know, you have to enter like what subdivision you live in. So you have your surrounding neighbors, like your actual next door people on your street, you know, will reach out and say, hi, or if you're new and moving in, they'll say hi welcome if someone's looking for just moved in looking for a school and they want suggestion fine but guys this one took the cake a guy posted okay did he have on a shirt i don't recall if he had on a shirt it doesn't even matter because he wrote like a page pretty much saying hey i'm so and so and i'm single and i'm this and i like what i had to laugh because it was like a personal ad. I said, when, when did the app, hey, I, I, I commend him for being brave and putting himself out there, but I'm like, this is not the purpose, but I guess, you know, one thing I've always tried to stick by, you know, but I don't really stick by anything, but I try to, is that you really don't, Play around with people that you work with. Meaning that you don't have relations with people that you work with. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But then you have to see that person all the time. And don't really mess around with like your neighbors (laughs) or something like that. And then it just kept, I just kept getting alerts about it. And I was like, why is it like being reposted? And I said, oh my gosh now they've, now they've just done it. So now it's like, everyone is just posting on there. And then a part of me was like, well, pe- maybe people are lonely and maybe they don't have anyone else to talk to. And the app is the only way for them to reach out. <sighs> it's sad. It's interesting. Um, It's courageous. Um, But I don't think that's what the app is meant for. But I just wanted to share with you guys if you guys have anything like that in your neighborhood. Like, what do you guys use that app for? And um, does any did anyone else encounter something like that? It's interesting. It's interesting. Well, let's jump right in in today's episode. Hi guys, welcome to Go Ten Lisa. In today's video, video it's not a video. It's a podcast. Oh God, I felt I feel like I'm on auto, auto talk. Welcome to this video. I'm always. <laughs> Guys, it's not a video. I actually thought about doing um, the podcast in videos. I, I did that for the 10th episode the, of um, Goten Lisa, um, the 10th season, rather. Um, I did do a video on it. Um, it's, I, I like um, the comfortable state of me just being anywhere in my house. Particularly, I do have an area designated for me to do my podcast. But it's just the ease of me doing it without having to be dressed up. You know, you feel me, you know. But yeah, guys, I just want to come on here and say to you that um if you have been following me for a while, thank you. If you're new, welcome that I do have a candle business and I just did something for the first time, guys. I just did my first ever event for the candle business. I did um um the event was three days and it was the 2021 home show, the spring home show that I did in Atlanta. Well, let me just talk about it because I did a couple of videos on the Zenzaya um YouTube channel. But guys, this thing went so fast, it's been in production for months, um, as far as me um talking to the organizers me um getting information me um buying stuff me pretty much project managing the the whole thing um you know as a business owner and doing it as myself um I like to plan stuff um sometimes I do go overboard but then I had to guys there was a moment where I had to say that's it whatever I have I have um because then I realized that towards the end, hey, I didn't give myself like a budget for X, Y, and Z. I knew in my head that, you know, I knew what I wanted. Um, but I really, really should have said, hey, fifty dollars or twenty dollars or this on that or whatever, but there are some things that um I just knew that. Even though I didn't write it down, this was my budget per se. I should have organized the money a little bit better as far as to put it in an envelope or mark it down. sometimes it's best, even though you know it in your head to sometimes when you write it down, you can see it just to, to stop yourself. You know what I mean, but every single thing that I have bought, guys, I have bought intentionally. I have bought when it was on sale. I bought from the dollar store. And did you guys know that the dollar store is not really the dollar store anymore? They now have $3 items and $5 items, and I think maybe a little bit higher. So I asked the lady, I said, is this gonna be happening on all the dollar stores? (laughs) So for some of you who are outside of the United States, the dollar store, or dollar, dollar, it's not Dollar General. Yeah, I think it's called Dollar General. I just call it the dollar store. Basically, everything in the store is a dollar, right? But now they've changed it since COVID, I guess to make up for money and lost time and revenue and what have you, that they now have it where it's $3 or $5. So I was like, that's interesting. Um, So yeah, so a lot of the decor that I used to set up to decorate, um, you know, my booth. Cause mind you, I, I've never done this before. I had no idea what the booth looked like. So I was pretty much going in there kind of blind. Yeah. They did send me a drawing, a a picture towards the end, but it was like, eh. actually I didn't receive the picture until the week off. They just gave me the outline drawing because I had no idea. Um, And then everything just was like a blessing because let me tell you, I was just looking for a way for my business to be more exposed, marketable exposure, meaning that I wanted people to know about my business more. Uh, because I wasn't getting that much sales it wasn't consistent and with any company you're going to have ups and downs ups and ups and downs and my company is here we are um several months in this is our this is my first year and um but we're a couple months in and it's not I'm beginning to see um, when the slow periods are, when the peak periods are, you know, and when the steady, you know, you, you're you going to do an analysis eventually. So here it is that I'm here thinking that, okay, let me look online and ways that, you know, I want to get out there, but yet we still have COVID. So it's like, don't really want to be around enough people, Um, It was right around the time. I think the show organizers were even, um, they were still moving forward, but it was a little bit of hesitancy, meaning that they were watching and waiting also. Because as you all know, um, you know, if you're living in, you know, up to 2021, you know that um, things may seem okay, but then it goes back. So I think everyone was like, let's move forward, but I can sense that, you know, anything can change any moment, you know, cause you, you never know what's going to happen in the world. Nobody knows. Right. So, so the moment I, I, I saw this online, it said that if you want to be an exhibitor, um, you know, send an email over. So I had sent an email, I want to say in February, it had to be March, somewhere in March or early April. Um, so the event had that it was going to be May 21st to May 23rd. So it's a three-day event, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, um, so I didn't hear anything back, wasn't thinking about it. Um, but then the lady reached out to me and then she was like, "Hey Lisa, are you still interested in the home show and da da da?" da. And then she sent me a contract and I was like, in my mind, oh, I didn't ask for a contract, <laughs> you know? But I I took a couple of days to always read your contract, guys. I took a couple of days to read the contract um because once you sign it, that's it. It's final. Um, if you need help, you can always get an attorney. You can always get a friend. You can always get someone else, but take your time. Nobody's rushing you to do anything. Right. Because remember, they didn't get back to me right away. Um, they got back to me. Um, I want to say weeks later or something like that. But in any event, um, I took my time because I was like, oh, wow, wow. Okay, I have to pay for this. This is a lot. Um, but it also said that if you're a first time, you get a discount. And I was like also hesitant because this would be my first time being out there in the public because guys, as you know, I was home for the whole year and a half. I didn't really go out, didn't have anyone inside my home. So I was like I I struggled with it and I also prayed about it because I was like you know what, Lisa? I need to. In case, let me give you a little backstory. I quit my job, my corporate job, in March, right? So I'm pretty much living off savings. I have been interviewing, but I don't really want to work. I want to work for myself. So it's like I'm in the middle of, yeah, I'm interviewing, but I really, really, really don't want to do that. But yeah, I need money. <laughs> but then here's this opportunity and it's like I'm coming out of pocket and it's like okay so I struggled with that for a little bit and then I had to pray about it and then I said you know what step out on faith girl just go for it and I had to put it in my mind that okay this money whether it's good or bad at least I can good or bad meaning that if I make no money at all for these three days I'm okay with me just attending the event, learning what to do and um you know, making an experience, having fun and making an experience. That's how I turned it around, guys. So, in my mind, it was never a loss. It was it was my goal was not to make money. My goal was to get rid of the inventory, to sell the inventory. That was my primary goal because I had a lot of sense that I wanted to discontinue and I wanted to make new sense. And if I didn't sell all of them, I would have a lot of inventory. So when I started my business, I went like crazy and I was just making candles and making a lot and making a lot and making a lot. And then halfway, I want to say, um after the holiday, after the Christmas holiday coming into 2021, I said to myself, okay, I'm not gonna make as much inventory. I have a set number of how much I'm gonna make per cent. I still have to have one or you know, I still have to have a scent, um a candle in the scent that I'm making, but I'm not gonna make as much of it, right? I know what sold well for me in the holiday. And remember, this is just a couple of months with me into the business. So it's like, okay, we're going into spring. Um, so some of the scents that may have worked well for you in winter may not work for you in spring. You know, people have different um, palettes as far as their scent palettes or scent smells. Um, but yeah, but I wanted to do more stuff as well remember my goal is to get exposure marketing um to sell as much items if any of that didn't happen i still had the experience of doing this and it was stepping out of my comfort zone do going in there sort of blind not blind physically um but you know not knowing it's knowing the unknown and isn't that kind of like faith like you don't know what's going to happen but you're hoping for the best kind of thing. So that's what I did guys. So I read my contract. I sat on it for a couple of days. Um did other things in between and then they reached out and then they were like, "Hey, Lisa, um I think they saw that I reached halfway through the contract. I don't know. I don't know. They were like, Have I made a decision because they need to put in, you know? So of course, guys, they sent me the rates and I picked the cheapest one because that's what I could afford, right? It was a small space. I didn't know about the space. I didn't know about anything. So anyway, you know what? I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I did it. And then I went to 100, meaning that I went into planning mode. I went into planning mode, guys. As soon as I pressed the send key, I started organizing. I started making my list. I started doing this. Started doing that. What do I need? Even though I don't know how much inventory to bring, I knew I was going to bring everything, okay? So then, um, a couple of weeks later after that, um, um I got an email saying, you know, they sent all the exhibitors, um, you know, more information. When our move-in time is uh, because of COVID, you know, we have to space it out. Some people have bigger stuff, bigger things to set up and what have you. So they sent me my time, you know, and I reached out and I said that time wouldn't work. They wanted me to come early Thursday morning. And I was like, no, that was the day before the actual start day of the event. And I was like, can we do it in the night? Right. Because in my mind, I was like, if I get a job, then I, you know, I'd have to take off early in the morning. I don't know. I don't know how long the setup is going to be. Um, so I changed it to the afternoon. Uh, mind you, I still don't have a job. That's also intentional, but, uh, I'll talk more about that in (laughs) another video. Um, but you know, I have to say, I do have a job, which is my candle business. You know, that is also a job. Okay. Cause I am running it, but, um, but guys, so I wrote back and I said, I said, no, can we change the times by me doing that? Guys, the guy said to me, you know what? We've had a few cancellations, so we're going to, um, move you to a bigger space here are a couple of (laughs) other bigger spaces so in my mind I was like I'm not paying any more money you know um so all I can say is that everything worked out and then come to find out later on that there were a couple of people around me who had moved who had their space were moved also um whatever. I don't know if they paid extra or whatever. All I know about me is that everything worked out, right? So I was more worried about that somebody will come to me afterwards, you know, months later and say, oh, you had this bigger space. So, you know, I had it in writing and everything that no, um, I don't have to worry about that and X, Y, Z. But yeah, so now I moved into a 10 by 10 space. Once again, I don't know physically how that looks or whatever, but all I can say is that going in, I didn't know when I got there, guys, it was the perfect space. But then as I was setting up, I kept saying, this looks small. It's like a part of me wanted it to be bigger. And I was like, this is the perfect space. So what happened is that things just kept moving and kept moving. So once again, uh, let me go over the stores that I, um, cause I stopped midway after talking about the Dollar Tree. Um, I bought stuff from the Dollar Tree. I bought stuff from Hobby Lobby. I bought stuff from Amazon. Um, I know there's some someplace else. Um, it was Amazon, Hobby Lobby, um, Office Depot. I had to go to Office Depot um, and get some more labels and, um, the signage and everything. And, um, I know there's another place that I went, there's another place guys, and I can't recall it right now, but as you can tell by me telling you this is that I didn't just go to one store. I went to several stores, um, to purchase what I needed. So I had the tables, I had everything. So I want to say a week before the show, I started doing more research on it and then, you know, about shows in general. And then um, somewhere I read that the purpose of the shows, especially home shows, is that people like to come to get free things. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, okay, what can I give them that's free? So guys, I had to go into production mode and I said, you know what? I'm going to give them something that relates to the business. I can't give them pens because that would be another expense. And at that point, I was already dwindling down to cutting off like no more expenses for this for this event. Right. So I was like, OK, what is the cheapest thing that I can make um, and yet be a free gift? So what I did was that I um, made, I want to say over 200. Or exactly 200 wax melts individual wax melts of four different scents and then I had to order the bags the small um, um, bags from Amazon thank goodness I have prime membership on Amazon where I can um, I, you know I got the delivery in a couple of days so it's was just a matter of me going into production and making 200 individual wax melts which is what I did, bag them up, label them, put on the warnings, you know, all of that stuff. People it's not just about making candles, it's a lot of the behind the scenes. It's about printing, printing this, printing that. If I was a client, if I was a customer and I'm buying a candle, you know, what would I need kind of thing. Guys, there's so much more that I have to do with the business, but this is just for the event. And I thought about giving them my matches, but I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want somebody to go and light a match and start fire. You just don't know. So you just want to be cautious. So I could have given out the matches, but I didn't. Um, So that was the cheapest thing that I can think of that has to do with candle business. Um, But yeah, and it just went, it just went guys. It just went and went and it just kept moving like it was meant to be. And, um, so, yeah, so then I started making my list and, um, started organizing, started checking off and I kept looking at my, my studio, my candle studio, my office. I kept looking at it like, yeah, even though I'm planning all of this, I'm going to have to eventually bring everything downstairs. Mind you, I had stuff downstairs as well you know um then i had ordered the bags from amazon where i had oh the other place was sam's club i knew there was another place sam's club in case you don't know is like a big um place like bjs where you can buy stuff in bulk when i went into sam's i said to myself i am not going to order any more from amazon office supplies or office stuff i'm going to come to sam's Because here at Sam's, I can buy some of the stuff um, in bulk at a much cheaper price. And I don't have to pay shipping. I just drive there, what have you. But the one thing about the event is that they've required, one of the requirements is that you bring your own florin. So I had to buy one of those um, foam florin. I, you know, when I was at the event, um, there was this place that was doing facials. They rolled out, uh, um, like, a. you ever see something that you line your drawers with, like your kitchen drawers with like that kind of material. They laid that down the floor where it looked like it was, um, it looked like it was, um, like a wooden floor, you know, like wood floors. But it was all gray. So I said, Oh, that's a that's an interesting idea. Because you know, when I was there, I was I was looking at other setups and other exhibitors as well. Um, so I have a lot of takeaways of what worked, what wouldn't work, what, what I want to try next time. So, like I said, I accomplished that goal by saying that I got the experience and everything. So, guys, I'm just gonna fast forward it to say that got everything that I wanted done. I did stop myself from buying anything else. Um, and I think that what I had was enough. Then I said to myself, okay, it's three days. How do I want to plan it out? So I did plan out in my mind that, hey, for Friday, I'm going to have this amount of um, free gifts, Saturday, this amount, and Sunday, this amount. When it came time to pack in, I was trying to make it as less things as possible. My car was packed. It even came a point where um, I had to pick up one of my cousins because my son wasn't available to help. Um, And he had to end up driving his car. So I ended up taking two cars to get there. Side note, when we were leaving Sunday night when everyone was packing up, the majority of people had like a minivan or something, but like I said, it all has to do with the packing. Um, I have some ideas how to do it next time, even how I set it up on the table, even though my setup was good this time out, not every event is going to be different. So I have lots more creative ideas. Um, but yeah, um, but everyone had a minivan or a big, truck where they can load up their stuff. Um, but yeah, um, it was interesting. It was good. I accomplished my goal. where I got more exposure marketing. There was a guy that came at the event who was from, who was a reporter. Um, so if you type in Zanzaya and Yahoo news, he took a statement from me that that was good. Um, and, um, and met so many wonderful people. Um, even the people around me were so great. They bought from me as well. Um, you know, the ladies across from me um, selling their, their spices, they were so great. And they kept like, one of the ladies, she's been in the business for 19 years, and she kept like telling customers, yeah, buy her candle, whatever. So everyone around me was very, very supportive. I know that next year they're going to be there again and then come to find out towards the end of the show that they're they're going to have other home shows throughout the year. They're they're actually going to have one in June, which was a couple of weeks after this one, which I thought was kind of close. Um and I think one in the fall. Um but I think the spring one is the one that um everyone likes and I think If I have the money and everything again, I would definitely go and do the spring one again because I liked it. I liked it. Who would have thought that a person that really doesn't care about sales is actually good? I like interacting with the people. And I think what happened is that with a candle business, people actually want to smell it. And you really can't smell it when it's online. You know what I mean? Um so I wanted them to know who Zenzaya Kanda company not Zenzaya is Zenzaya Kanda company I wanted them to meet me the owner the creator you know what I mean I wanted them to feel to smell to touch I wanted them to remember I wanted them to order again I wanted them to, to give a review So was my goals accomplished yes did I sell off 100% no did I sell off the majority of what I wanted? Yes. Um, but I did good. For the first time coming out the gate, I know what the people of Atlanta want. Um and not everyone is the same, guys. The sense that everyone wanted, um I ran out even my new scents. So I have created five new scents for the show um uh, during the same time when the show was going to start and of the five, two sold out. So, you know, if you're a candle maker, you know that we as candle makers are also struggling behind the scenes. Because there are so many candle, candle makers that came and started their business around the same time I did. Or a little bit after I did. So by the influx of all of these candle makers, it's putting a demand on supply. And that means that there isn't enough supplies for everyone. And there's a lot of things that are on back order. There are a lot of companies that are still not at a hundred percent back into production. So there's a delay guys. So that being said, um, you know, after the show it's not even full speed ahead because it's like, I have to wait. I have to wait like several other people and wait till stuff come back in stock. And primarily what I'm buying guys is the jars. The jars. The wax. The fragrance oil, the essential oils, um the labeling, um the boxes. Everything that goes into um making a candle the wicks whether it's cotton wick or wooden wicks that i'm using you know the stickers the lighters that i have to use to test as well there's a lot of things that goes on um, behind the scenes to make a product look so good and unfortunately um, um a lot of the suppliers are you know backlogged which is unfortunately and there are a lot of people that are buying in bulk because they want to keep their business running. Um, But there's a, um, you know, thank goodness I had a lot of business cards ahead of time. And then guess what, guys? In the middle of me preparing, like right before preparing, I had to print up some more um, how to take care of your candle sheets. The printer wasn't printing right. So, half of my papers were ruined so that's a cost as well because you have to I have to buy more paper. So it's like you may think it's paper but it was on a special design paper. So all of that you have to take into account. What if something goes wrong while you're preparing? Then you have to go back out there and buy that. Then you have to run it. It's very time consuming, you know, and remember I was doing this all by myself. So that was all the pre-stuff that led up to the event. Then when I got to the event to set up with one of my cousins and setting up, you know, and then another cousin came and helped. Thank you all. And then, um, we went out to have like a business dinner afterwards to talk about, you know, and training and stuff like that. And, you know, one of my cousins, um, parents have done the home show years ago. That was my first experience with it. And, um, isn't life funny that now I come back years later, actually 14 and a half years later, and, um, I'm doing a home show, you know? And, um, you know, he was very encouraging and saying, you know, people make a, People do very, very well at home shows. And I was like a little tiny bit skeptical. And I was like, okay. In my mind, I was like, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. I was already okay. I was still hoping that it worked, you know. Um, But I was still joyous that I was going to this new unknown adventure. Weirdly enough, I was like more excited about that. I knew what my goals were was to move the inventory, get the exposure. So did the three days and it went very, very well. I did accomplish my goals. I would have moved a lot more if I didn't run out. But like I said, my car was already packed. I didn't know how much inventory. You don't know who's going to like what. Um, But at least they know now whoever came, you know, so they can refer to their friends and family um, and that's how it went, guys. And um, were were there some internal struggles? Yes, I I I and I, I struggled if I should talk about this or not. But I've seen it before in my family, and I, I guess I'm going to talk about it. I've seen, but I won't get into details that much. But I've seen it before in my family, and I've seen it in other families where you have family members that work for you. And there's a little bit of internal struggle right there. Um, it it has to come down to that. The person that's working for that family member has to respect that family member and remember that it's not personal, but it's a business. And I think, generally speaking, that why there's internal conflicts is because the family member that's the employee is looking at it like, oh, you're my family member, so I get to do whatever I want to do, say whatever I want to say, act whatever I want to say, and they don't realize that it's a business. And then comes the embarrassment, then comes the shame, then comes the, oh, we need to have a talk, then comes the, oh, you're treating me like an employee and not like a family member. And my advice to everyone is to have those conversations before you have someone help you in your business that is a family member. And I did have the conversations beforehand, but Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And it's like, um, but it also comes back to me. It also comes back to your experience in the work field, meaning that if you are a professional worker and that means that you can work for anyone. But if you're, if you're, if you've never worked in corporate America or have that professional mindset then you're going to struggle as an employee to work for anyone. You know what I mean? And I think this happens a lot with people who have entrepreneurial mindsets. But it still comes down to the bottom line that you have to respect the person that you're working for. Um, I'll say say this to you as I said to my family. A lot of people can come into a person's business and tell them what they should do, what they shouldn't do, what their ideas are whatever. But let me tell you something. If the tables were turned and it's their business, you can't say shit. That's right. I said it. You can't say shit. You understand me? So, um, it's a thin, thin line when you hire family members, you know, and, um, it's a very very thin line and it's a very it's even a thinner line when you're married to the person and you have to see that person all day long and then go home and see that person once again like i said i've seen it before in other family members and what that struggle was i'm not married to anyone <laughs> but i'm saying even to have your child or your children even to have cousins, even to have your parents work for you. Um, there's a struggle, but it all comes down to having that conversation. Either you have that conversation or you have that conversation and they're still not hearing you, or you just hire a office manager and have them run it and you're just the, the CEO and you don't deal with the... Um, the employee relationship, as far as that they're not directly reporting to you if that makes sense, so therefore you take yourself out the equation and you have a middle person that handles um the employees that's another way that you can go around it i don't know if you guys work with family members, tell me how it goes i I know it's a struggle I know it's like having those conversations i've even seen it where people have um gotten famous. There's one particular person that I'm speaking about, you know, who is climbing up the corporate ladder and she's doing very well, you know, talk, you know, doing her videos with Vegan. You know who I'm talking about. Um even she had to do a video recently saying something in regards to that, saying that family members were coming up to her and saying, oh you don't do for me like you did before kind of thing. Because people, I think I said this before in in another episode or people have said it before in videos as well, people are okay with you when you're struggling, when you're down and out, when you have nothing. They're fine with that because they're like, oh, either you're in the same boat with me or you're below me. You know what I mean? People can accept that. But the moment that you start doing for yourself, opening up your business, either you won the lottery or maybe you're just skyrocketing to fame and fortune, somehow your relationships, whether it's with your family members or with your friends, it takes a turn. And majority of the times it's not for the good because those same friends or family members, they are now looking at you in a different light and they can't accept your success. So then comes their struggle. Because remember, it's not the one that's moving forward. It's the one that's having the issue. It's their issue. It's not your issue, right? Remember, it was okay when you were down and out because they figured, oh, you know, they'll eventually come to me for help or whatever. But the moment that you start making a name for yourself and start doing good and start believing in yourself, then comes the issue with your friends and family. So what do they do? They start changing their attitudes towards you. They start being jealous. Some will be bold enough to do the same exact thing as you behind the scenes and you wouldn't even know. Some of you would ask for money And expect like it's like it's a handout, a given. Oh, you're doing so well. So you can give me this X, Y, and Z. And that's what that famous person is going through. In other words, she was apparently helping before, you know, here and there. But now that they saw that she was like getting more and more gigs, that means more and more money. She's starting to invest in more and more companies and being partners and owners and then they saw that she gave her stepdaughter a car and they're probably thinking, hey, but we're blood. Oh my gosh. The list just goes on and on and on. But the bottom line is that everyone has their own journey. If you want your same success, go out there and do it. You have no idea what a person has put in to reach where they are. You know what I mean? People just like to look at the end goal, but they don't see what that person did. The struggles, the cries, the hard work, the late nights. You don't see all of that. All you see is the end product. You don't know what goes on behind closed door, guys. You know what I mean? Don't be jealous of anyone else. Do your own thing. Find your own journey, your own success. It's hard, guys. It's hard. And sometimes when you're working with family or friends or both, you know, you have those conversations, you give them the rules and guidelines, the conduct, you know, and um, like I said, this is my first time out the gate. Um, I know what to do, but it's not just on them. It's on me because I had to take a look at myself and say to myself, you know, this is just one person that's working for me. Can you imagine if I have, like, more employees? How am I going to be as an owner, you know? But the difference is that they won't be family members. (laughs) Or maybe they will, but I doubt it. But even if they are, it's like, once again, setting up the rules of engagement. Setting up the rules, the guidelines, the do's and don'ts, like a real job because this is a real job. This is a real company, you know? And sometimes people don't look at it as a real company because they figure, oh, it's just my family member who's just doing something from her home or, or just my family member just doing her own thing, you know, but it's actually a real business. It's hard guys. It's like, and then you have some celebrities that had all these people around them. I always still think of MC Hammer. I don't know. You know, what happened to MC Hammer was unfortunate, but it's also a learning lesson. But I think at the end of the day, if he had to do it all over again, he probably will do it the same way because that's the nature of his heart. I'm thinking, you know, you have a whole bunch of people that you grow up with and you're good with them. They help you out. You help them out, you know, when times are hard, when times are good. And then you go to the road of success. What do you do? He brought them all along. 50 people and more. But you have to pay those 50 people and more. So what people don't realize is that as quickly as you can go up, you can easily come down. So when things weren't going good, he had to let go of some of those people. Should he have taken all 50 in the beginning? Or just a handful. But like I said. It's like. Oh. But we were with you from the beginning. And now you can't take us. It's, it's a struggle guys. People are going to struggle with that. Like your friends. Who do you take? Who, who don't you take? It's a struggle. It's a struggle. And it's never going to be an easy decision. Especially if you have to let them go. It's not going to be easy. Um. But, like I said, have those bold conversations. You need to. You need to have those straight up, bold conversations. And especially for MC Hammer, you know, it's not a woulda, coulda, shoulda. I'm talking from outside looking in. But once again, I don't know behind the scenes, how tight they were, what have you. But in the end, he doesn't have that same money as he did when he was climbing up the ladder. You know what I mean? And then where are the friends now? Unfortunately, I think he said that if he had to do it all over again, he wouldn't have done it that way. But I think the reason why he did it in the first place was because he, he was kind and he wanted to help them out, you know? Um, but there are some people that even though you help them out, they just want to keep being helped and don't want to help themselves. So there's a lot of stuff, but it comes down to communication. It comes down to communication. It comes down to flexing your communication because you can't deliver the same message to everyone because everyone's personality is different. You will have some people that are sensitive and some that are not sensitive. So you'd have to flex the same message to each individual based on who they are. I had to say all of that to say that it's not all roses and peaches and good stuff when you're having an event or opening up something or doing something new. There's a good side and a bad side to everything, but you have to rise above the bad and focus on the good. Learn your lessons from the bad so therefore you don't repeat them. And that's how you grow. So, at the end of the day, this is all about growing stepping out on faith, doing something that you've never done before and enjoying it while you're in the moment. So guys, I did enjoy it. And that's what a lot of people don't do. You're so busy doing, 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 you have to stop, give thanks and enjoy the moment. Just stop, you know? And I had to say that to myself in the beginning, you know, and I tried to enjoy myself. There was a point, I think it was, early Saturday in the event where I walked around and I looked at other exhibitors as well because lots of exhibitors were doing that. You know, you have to take time and enjoy the show. You're at a show. It's not just about work. It's about going out there and enjoying the show too. So guys, that was my first event. I don't think it's my last. This one will be memorable. Um, I enjoyed it. And all I can say is thank God for the experience and thank God that I'm able to share it with you all. um. In case if you have to do an event, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, but it is an adventure. And I thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Go Tell Lisa Podcast with Lisa Waldron, where you can find a new episode each week on any podcast app. Just type in go. 10 L I S A. That's Go the Number 10 L-I-S-A. Go to Lisa can be found on anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple, any podcast app. Tell a friend, subscribe, give a rating, and talk to you next week. Bye!